Thank you for tuning in to Moment by Moment, an Oak Hills Church podcast talking through what is relevant in today's world with a biblical view. Welcome to Moment by Moment, the last and final episode of Season 3 podcast. We are so excited and thankful for everyone joining us throughout these past seasons. It's honestly been a joy. It's been an honor. And we love all the comments. We love all the shares. And honestly, without those shares, we wouldn't be able to have as big of a reach as we have. So let me just say thank you to everybody who's been joining us. And happy Thanksgiving week. This is a time where you're going to get together with your families. And this is a perfect time to tell them around that around that dinner table, hey, have you checked out the new episode? No, I'm just kidding. But seriously, though, we are so excited about what God is doing. And with us today, we have a special guest joining me uh, as along with Travis Eads, our, our lead minister here. Uh, Selma Rivas, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for the invitation. Man, we are so excited uh, to have you here. Travis, are yeah. you feeling good today? Man, I'm feeling good. It's it's holiday time. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get around the table with family. And yeah, this is Absolutely. a great time of year. Love it. We haven't talked about how do we like our turkeys. Roasted, fried, or just straight baked? How do, how do you guys do it? It doesn't matter to me. As just, long as there's a turkey on the table, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a Southern boy. I'm going to fry everything. Ooh, Let's go okay. fried. Yeah, and that, that yep. means you're going to be taking a nap right after you guys eat, right? I that's mean, right. Yeah, that's, that's right. how it works. Well, hey, we're so thankful uh, to have Selma Rivas with us today. Um, you know, over 20 years in ministry here, you yes. are, uh, you know, you've been leading um, our children and you've led in a lot of different ways. And that's kind of the topic we're going to be discussing today is women in leadership. I'm very excited about this topic. We're just going to dive in. Um, and uh, first question, let's define leadership. What does leadership mean for, for you? Uh, Selma, we can start with you if you feel you feel ready sure. right out the gate. Sure, so, absolutely. Yeah, define leadership from your perspective. Well, leadership from my perspective is someone who serves others. Okay. Uh, I think first and foremost, um, it's every attribute of great leadership, I believe, is embodied in the life and work of a shepherd. Mm. And so a good leader is someone that is willing to serve and doesn't need a title of authority or power but really just approaches being able to lead and guide people That's from an, a spiritual heart. I like mm. that. Travis. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree with that more. Um, I do think it's all about influence and, and serving others and taking the, the, the influence or the power or the authority that you have, whatever that is right. at any level, and then figuring out ways where you can just uh, use that to, to serve other people and to, and to platform other people and set other people up for success. That's good. So what I'm hearing really is a leader, somebody who cares more about other success than their own, Oh yeah, right? Or the team success. Uh, mm-hmm. The way that I even think about it is a leader who has a vision and a path and helps everyone realize how they work on a vision and path by empowering them to use the, the skills and abilities that God has given them. Right. Um, and when you think about the greatest leaders, right? When we think about like the Steve Jobs, when we think about just whoever you consider in your own life as a great leader, it's usually because they're empowering others. And it's not because they're holding all the leadership within themselves, right? Because you can't even accomplish a goal uh, if you're just holding on to all the leadership. Um, And, you know, as we're discussing leadership, when we consider biblically women leadership, there are a a lot of different examples we can pull from. Selma, I mean, just open us up with um, who have who do you look up to in the Bible in, in a biblical perspective when you consider women in leadership? Like, who are some of the top people that you that you read about? Well, when I think about women in the Bible, uh, there are so many. Uh, right. I think about like Deborah. Yeah. And I think about Ruth, mm-hmm. and I think about Esther, and just how God utilized their leadership uh, for His great purpose, but also to save His people many Mm. times. And so I look to them uh, and for the courage that they had and for just how God took their skill set to make a bigger difference. I look at people 
um, today, uh, women like Joy Pruitt, who serves as the wife of an elder, and just the leadership that she brings to mm. this congregation. I think about Sharon Wilson, who's my mentor as a children's minister, and Davida Lambert, who served as campus minister. These are women who I believe that God tapped and utilized again for his great purpose to be fulfilled because of the skill set that he has given them. And so I believe I'm a better leader as a result of their influence in my yeah. life and just the, the guidance that they were able to give with the deep spirit of humility that allowed them to shepherd my heart in a way that now I believe gives me opportunity to shepherd others. That's good. Travis, when you think biblically, um, what are some of those names or even stories that you consider when you think about women in leadership? Yeah, there are a lot of a lot of those same names I would think of, but but sometimes they're the the characters that we know a lot about and we read about, like a, a Deborah and a, and a Ruth and an Esther, and then sometimes there are some where there's just quick mentions. You know, there may be a, a mention of women who partnered with Paul or who walked with Jesus. I, I think you know, uh, like a like a Mary. Magdalene, mm -hmm. I think they were there. They were um, not just there. They were significant. They were critical to the mission. Uh, and to Selma's point, because of the skill set and the gifts that that God had given them and to be able to use those, I just that's what I picture. I, so right. many times I just picture Jesus walking, you know, with with his people, male and female or, or, or Paul on his journey. And it's it's uh, it's just really neat to see how God uh, gifts uniquely in so many different ways, um, sometimes because of gender and sometimes in, in just in spite of gender to bring that all together for his purposes. I just see that all throughout scripture. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. We're all talking about Deborah. I mean, so consider during a time when let's say our whole country was against God. In fact, we were enslaved. And in fact, we were not just turned against God, but we were worshiping other gods actively. God called judges to bring the people back. Deborah was one of those judges who mm -hmm. stood up to the entire nation of Israel and said, hold on, I'm going to actually, we're, we're going to talk about this, but not only that, I'm going to step up, take the mentor that God has given me, and I'm going to lead us out um, into freedom and to break those chains. And so when we think about, uh, you know, women in leadership, I think we have to think about the mightiness that God has given women. Uh, you know, it's not that, you know, for me personally, I always think, you know, women are smarter than men, just generically, right? Like, I'm not just saying that because my wife is listening, but just I, I honestly, that. <laughs> right? When we think about yeah. that, I don't think we need to downplay that. God uses women for great feats, for great things. When no man would step up, Deborah stepped up. When no man would step up, Esther stepped up and saved her nation. I mean, when you think about, these are big deals like you were mentioning. There is no ceiling. Let's not let's not put a ceiling where we don't actually find a finite ceiling. Um, and so when I think about women in leadership, I even think about kind of like you were saying in the new in the New Testament. Uh, I mean, uh, even in Colossians chapter four, it says, "Give my greetings to the brothers and sisters of Laodicea and to Nympha and the church in her house." So she had a house church in the middle of a city of Colossia, which was, you know, I mean, during that time, you know, it was, there was a lot of people opposing Christians during that time. It wasn't the picture of a church that we have today where everybody's like, come to my house church. All right, man, I'm going to, I'm going to stop by. What kind of coffee you guys got? You got that new, you know, fair trade coffee? Like, no, it was, hey, we have to come here, but don't tell anybody. We might all get locked up. We might all get beaten. We might even get killed. We are going to be persecuted. So we need to make sure that we are doing this. And the women in that city stepped up. Um, and so they were like, no, 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 we're going to stand on the firm truth of God. And so right. it's it's interesting that um, there are so many, I mean, so many examples of small stories, um, small mentions, I would say. Right. Uh, they didn't really delve into, well, 
did she have a board of elders at her church? I mean, at this house church, did they have food? Did they have food every week? Did they take communion every, you know, none of those things in a sense mattered in that way. It's, it's really about understanding that she stepped up and she was a leader. Simple right. as that, right. you know? And so someone right. give me some thoughts on that. Well, I, I was just thinking how, you know, um, we can talk about describing women in, in leadership. Um, I think, and I think that's what Jesus did. He, and he described who they were and what they did rather than just defining leadership. So the examples that you've given, I mean, I love that because I think about Priscilla and how she instructed Apollos, you know, in Acts and Paul sends greetings to the apostles and to Mary and to Junia. And in Romans four, Phoebe is named as a deaconess in the church. And in Acts 16, Lydia is named as a powerful woman in the community, right? And she's the head of her household. And then she's ministering to Paul and Silas. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Chloe and Nympha are listed as heads of the churches and they met in their homes. So to the examples that you've given and then the ones listed here, I just think, yes, they're random mentions, but still what is being emphasized is that Jesus was very intentional about ensuring that women were not being shamed. Mm. Even when maybe in their culture they were being pushed down, he was elevating them and he was giving them opportunities again where they would be known in terms of how he would utilize them for his greatness, not for theirs. And they gave him all the glory. Right. And I think that's important that, that we realize, like, even in the season of Mary and Martha, most women were doing everything that Martha did. Uh-huh. And that was, they were taking care of the meals. They were taking care of cleaning. Mm-hmm. But Mary, what he did for Mary was the symbolic opportunity for her to sit at his feet right. as an as a disciple so at that very moment there was teaching that was going on and she was receiving and he was elevating her in a place of learning yeah right? so i think that's really important for us to recognize yeah i think there's a beauty too i mean you think about the lady who walks in and empties the jar yeah. and just yes. pours out i mean this extravagant yeah. uh, act of, right. of worship without right. giving thought and and then you know there's there's judas they're going you know what what could we have done with that you know we exactly. could have done this or that but all she sees is jesus and she That's sees right. his his worthiness and his uh, worthy of worship. And I just, I love those, those moments as well. And I think those are there in in scripture. And, and then you think about even Matthew chapter one, right? Like listing, you know, women in the the lineage there that didn't, wasn't, uh, exactly normal or didn't Rahab, have to, but right? uh, yeah. So you've got right. people like Rahab and yeah. you've right. got, uh, all these, all these women there right. that are there for a reason right. and enlisted there for a reason. Exactly. I think about the Samaritan woman and how Jesus engaged her right. and then she runs to preach the message that she's heard. So again, it was quite effective uh, sermon apparently yes, because I a think lot of so, people, in a lot the of town, people believe that's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Which kind of brings me to my next point. When you consider women preaching um, sermons and things, I mean, we've kind of, we've seen it from, you know, uh, on, on a big C church scale to even our church. And, you know, our, it's interesting when you think about um, the power that each person has because of the gifts God has given them. I've heard some very powerful sermons by Sarah Jakes Roberts uh, from Priscilla Shire. I mean, we all know there are just some phenomenal women leaders. Um, right, right. So when you consider... Uh, speaking from a pulpit standpoint, um, you know, it's it's not that we're trying to make a firm stance, but it's just like, do you see that being, uh, you know, a tool that the church should use? I think it's an opportunity. Yeah, I do. And um, I think every church is different. 
in terms of how they approach that opportunity. I've been privileged with our Spanish church. I I was invited to send a message or give a message uh, on Mother's Day, and I felt very honored to be able to do that. Uh, There are other opportunities that I've had, both in English and in Spanish, and and I love that that because it's part of my heartfelt language as well as my culture that I'm able to do that um, also culturally because of where the church is in many of our Hispanic churches. I've also um, been very intentional to respect mm. what the expectation is because I think that's really important right. as well. It's not it's not about pushing or expecting mm. um, that this should or will happen, but it is for every opportunity and privilege that you're given that you step into it with with really a heart of humility and um, that you consider it a great opportunity to message something that God has placed on your heart and he has um, He has helped edify you through the scriptures right. to be able to to preach a message. My dad was a minister okay. and I remember calling him when I was given the opportunity to step into children's ministry and he wept over the phone. I said, Dad, why are you crying because I'm a minister stepping into this role or is it because I'm a girl and I'm a minister? Right, right. And he said, I'm just grateful that God has given us another minister in our family. Mm. So even that encouraged my heart as yeah. a female leader and uh, what he saw in me. And I was grateful for the things I learned from him that have then now given me opportunities in multiple places to be able to message God's word. So yeah. I think it it... Every church is different. Mm-hmm. Every opportunity is different. But when we as women mm-hmm. are invited and asked and um, given those opportunities, I think that we s- step into those um, and we consider it a privilege to yeah. be able to do that. That's good. I mean, when we even consider, you mentioned Joel chapter two, but I mean, just the the thought that says your sons and daughters will prophesy. That's right. You know, being a prophet during that time was you being the voice piece of God. Right. I mean, we're that's not exactly limiting right. what it was happening. And that was that's a very powerful thing because there was such a small number of people that God chose to to be prophets. But right. it's I mean, it's so interesting that it all came to fruition on the day of Pentecost. It was men and women uh, right. prophesying in God's name right. and sharing the good news in different languages to right. different people groups. And there was no mention of like, hey, listen. Because you're female, you can only talk to these 10 people. Hey, the men, you can talk to these 25. You know, there is no differentiation in that aspect. And so I just think that it's it's powerful when women can preach and use their perspective and use the gifts and the powers and abilities that God has given them because everybody has a unique story. Um, We are not talking about senior uh, pastoralship in this sense, obviously, but I think it's just, it's very encouraging when I consider uh, women who might be listening right now who have maybe felt like, I don't know if I should ever be able to preach or I don't know uh, if it's okay. When we think about the big C church, where do we where do we think the church is as a whole when we consider uh, women leadership, Travis? Well, I think we can do a lot better. I yeah. mean, I, I am so yeah. thankful for uh, Oak Hills Church. I'm so thankful for Selma. I'm so thankful for the opportunities uh, that women have been given in leadership. But Selma, I think it's so beautiful what you just said. And it's not specific to just women in leadership. It, for the men who are listening right now, I would hope that we would be respectful of our culture and see the privilege right. that we have to ever open our mouth 
and be the, the mouthpiece for God or to speak on, on his behalf. Because yeah. I think the moment that we start to think, uh, I don't know, because, because I'm a man or because of whatever, that I deserve that privilege or take that for granted, we're, we're in trouble. So I think that that's something that male and female, we need to be very you know, cognizant of and you know, just understand the great privilege that we have. Regardless, right, and you know, you were mentioning the prophesying, and that was also happening in the Corinthian church, right? Right, and so if that was happening then, again, women were being utilized um, to allow God in their gifts mm-hmm. to make a difference in the church, in the body, and so I think even today, um, it's still challenging. I think churches mm-hmm. are, as you say, everywhere. Um, but I do think that at Oak Hills, we are wanting to learn how we can do this better. Right. And I'm grateful for that. I'm proud of that, that we are at least approaching the conversation mm-hmm. to ensure that um, if I am fearfully and wonderfully made, mm-hmm. as you are fearfully and wonderfully made, then there is something about how God created each and every one of us that yeah. he says, I choose you. And in choosing you, then if it's through messaging from the pulpit, if it's teaching children, if it's teaching students, it's where's the gift set that God has instilled in each and every one of us? And how does the church allow for us to be able to utilize that gift set Mm -hmm. that honors him? Yes. And because I believe that's all we want to do. Yep. And so when you approach it with the spirit of humility, it isn't about advancing us as women. In leadership it's about advancing the gospel yes and how do we do that together um you know and and there are there are women in leadership you know that i think about in ministry that have found it very very challenging and mm. and it is i mean i've had my own experiences mm-hmm. but um i remember a while back during a panel discussion i'll just give this as an example uh, but there was a panel discussion in children's ministry and some of the gurus in children's ministry were there one of them was uh, sue miller along with jim weideman and craig jutila but they were all asked a question and i found this very profound what was the most difficult thing or the most difficult challenge that they've encountered in ministry and sue shared her most difficult challenge and it literally silenced the room. And she shared how difficult it is to be a woman in leadership. She told of the times that when she questioned God, why he had put her or given her the gift of a leader in a female body. Mm. And she told of the times that um, it just was hard. She shared how she felt that she had to work twice as hard even yeah. to be recognized. So she told of some of those experiences. So again, She's fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm. There are gifts that God has instilled in her, just like I feel that about me. So what are the places then that we give the women that are part of Oak Hills Church Mm -hmm. to be recognized in those skill sets and allow them to utilize that skill set to make a difference, not just in the church, but in the world. Right. Because of the spiritual approach that we want to have in terms of how we are disciples who make disciples. That's right. right. And and I think this is super important to build up the body. Like that's what exactly. we're doing. So it's it's for the spread of the gospel, but also for the building up of the body. And you see these this metaphor of body in scripture. Uh, we are incomplete if if we are for any reason putting barriers or right. not allowing right. women to 
to do and to be who God has created them to be. And so I, I tend to think about the body. We want the body to be everything that God intended for it to be. Exactly. You know, we were all created uh, as God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do yes. good works, which he prepared in advance for us right. to do. I, I just, I don't see any distinction in that. God has created us all right. to be a part of this body and he's right. given us just unique things. So exactly. I know for me as a leader, I want to do better. I want to, I want my eyes to be open to what God is doing and how he, because he is putting people in the body exactly where he wants them. Exactly. Scripture is right. very clear that he's the one who's placing the body. Right. If, right. if you're an eye, if you're a hand, if you're a foot, right. God is determined is determining that for his glory right. and, and for the building up of the body so that people can know uh, the good news of the, the gospel. So mm -hmm. we want to do everything that we can to make sure that that happens and that we in our flesh don't stand in the way. Right. Ephesians 4.16, from the whole body. Yes. Yeah. And we're all a part of that body. Yes, right? exactly. And it's because of the gifting, not That's just right. because of, you know, your gender. It's it's It can't be because of that. We're trying to raise right. our quota. It's because of the gifting that uh, you possess and others possess. And Great I just want point. to say um, while we're here, I mean, thank you for your ministry. Over 20 thank years, you. I know it wasn't easy, obviously. We're talking about real things. We're talking about people that will, will be naysayers, people that will try to discredit the gifting that God right. has given you. So when I think about 20 years of ministry, I know there was probably a few of those comments throughout those years, yes. you know, for being honest here. We can be honest right. here. I just want to say thank you. Um, and I just thank want to you. continue to champion this, uh, this biblical narrative of women are powerful. They can be in leadership. They should be in leadership. Is there any other closing thoughts? I mean, I feel like we, we, we laid it out there. I, I just, I you know, I would just say we champion one another. Yeah. That's what the body That's does. Right. We look for ways to build one another up and to champion one another. That's right. Right. Um, Proverbs eighteen twelve, humility comes before honor. Mm. And I think that is so important that as we continue the discussion and we approach it with intentionality, that for both men and women that we approach with the spirit of humility and that God would be honored right. in the way that we move forward. Mm, that's good. All right. it, I mean, it's all about God. It's all that's about right. the mission. It's all about that's reaching right. the most people for the sake of Christ and that's empowering right. the people that God has put in different positions in the body. And right. it's not that we should be jealous of other members of the body. We're all working in unison towards the end goal. That's right. And so, man, I am so thankful for everyone joining us for this final bonus episode. And hey, listen, this was a bonus. This was worth the listen. Let me just say it is an honor to have Selma with us. Thank and you. Travis and I are very honored to have you speak with us about such a sensitive topic. But I but I, I appreciate your perspective and uh, we Thank are so you. honored that you have been here for thus long. I mean, working in ministry over 20 years, you have so much uh, experience and just leadership. And and it's interesting. I just want to add this. You were telling me that you've even seen uh, kids that you were ministering to back when they were kids, having kids. I mean, you're ministering to their kids. Right. I mean, when you think about the legacy that you're leaving, it is truly amazing. So I just want to say thank you so much for that legacy. Um, thank you. I'm and listen, grateful. if you guys didn't already know... Um, we do have new merch, okay? We're wearing it, we all do. three yeah. of us. We, do. we are. Selma, open up the vest real quick. Let's see, moment by moment podcast <laughs> boom <laughs> there. Uh, we got the bright blue oh, shirt like on. I like oh, it. I got, we have the same one, just different colors. Nice. Um, 
So you can actually visit us at ohcmerch.church. You can get your new merch. Um, Thanksgiving is here. Family time is here. Make sure you tell your family about it. But seriously, though, thank you so much for everyone joining us on this third season of Moment by Moment podcast. We couldn't do it without your shares, without your comments. And seriously, it is such a joy. We have people come up to us and just tell us the impact that our podcast has had, answering the questions and the difficult questions and difficult topics that they want to hear from a church and biblical perspective. We know we're not experts here. We're just here just sharing our perspective from what God has, has told us. And so we just want to say thank you for everybody joining us. This is the final episode of season three. You guys be on the lookout for some promo for season four. And if you guys have ideas, jump in the comments. Let us know some topics or ideas that you want to hear from us next. You guys have a blessed week. Please like and review Moment by Moment wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to share this episode with your friends and family and be sure to join us next week as new episodes release every Monday.